Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming for the Cat Cave and Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, really, really fun episode today. We have an indie game developer. He works for the company Pixel Metal, like Pixel and Metal, like, you know, metal music. He made a video game called Sombrero Spaghetti Western Mayhem. It's really fucking fun. We're cool enough to let me play the game before we did the interview. Played a lot afterwards, and I got way hooked. Absolutely love the graphics of this game. Uh, the gameplay is flawless. I've been playing it on my uh, PC. It's super, I, I said it to him in the interview for like, there's a, a part of it that kind of reminds me of, uh, Contra. Uh, he, we got into some of the cool stuff about like how he came up with the game and, but the dude like basically did everything for this game and he had to learn how to program. And I mean, I, I make a podcast every week and I like pat myself on the back and in all honesty, it's not that much work, but he made a fucking video game and it's good. And it's so good, you should buy slash rent it right now online. You can go to pixelmetal.com, and right there you'll find everything. We'll put links on our website at uh, coretemparts.com. Uh, but it's a really cool guy. We talk about the video game. We talk a lot about gaming, and from like Atari to Earthworm Jim to the retro gaming to uh, VR and stuff. Um, I've kind of, it's cool. Since we've recorded this, I actually got to try one of those virtual reality headsets on my uh, brother's phone. It's pretty cool. Cool. Not sure if I'd buy one, but I also just recently bought a Nintendo 2DS so I could play the new Pokemon game. Uh, po- I got Pokemon Sun, and I'm officially kind of catching up with the game world. Uh, winter is my time. That's winter time. I end up playing a lot of video games, so I'm kind of get really excited. I'm fully addicted in the Pokemon Sun right now. Uh, Pokemon Moon at the moment, so that's been uh, a ton of fun. Uh, but it was just a a really cool guy, and like we were able to talk about. The thing he's here for, and then just I kind of let the conversation kind of stay in that world. Um, I I I love talking to these tech people because thank God they all watch Silicon Valley because that's kind of usually my intro in, like trying to find that connection because I, I I'm learning about tech. I, I I like tech. I'm a fan, but my knowledge of it is kind of limited. Um, it's funny when our, our PR buddy Scott was like, "Oh, do you want to have this guest on?" I think I was like. Kind of was a little bit like, uh, I don't know if I can handle that conversation. I don't know anything past PS3. But he's like, nah, don't worry about it. Play this game. But uh, So shout out to Scott, who is kind of like the Bob Sacramento, uh, Seinfeld reference for you if you don't know, of this show that you guys will probably always hear about. We'll refer to him. Uh, maybe we'll get him on the podcast. I think that would be a lot of fun. So, Scott, if you listen to these, come on the show. As always, I'm on... Uh as always, you can find me on Twitter at Let's Chat Podcast. I use that way too much. If you want to help support the show, I, I do not want your money, but I would love if you can leave me an iTunes review. That would just mean the world to me. Uh, and check out some past episodes. The episode before this, we had um, Kyle Clark. You might recognize him from The Nerdist, but we got he's so much more than that. Uh, good conversation about uh, 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 music and whatnot. Oh, also a fun fact that I used to work with a past guest on here, which I think I think that's maybe how he found the show or whatever. Uh, Rich, who made the Cthulhu uh, tabletop game, I, Rich Landerdoff or something, but he was the guy who found like Mount Kilimanjaro, fucking nuts. Uh, so small fucking world. Uh, find us online at CoreTempArts.com. We'll have all the links for everything. Uh, follow online at Pixel Metal. Go to PixelMetal.com and you'll find everything you need there. I'll stop rambling. Let's get to it. Let's Chat with Revel and Friends is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, and movie podcasts. Check out our other shows, That Popped Us Live, Talking Shondaland, We Got Five, and TV Ate My Brain at courtsandparts.com. Hey, 
So where you're you're out? Are you in New York? Uh, I am in New York. Yes. Oh, cool. So, yeah. um, doing this on the same same time zone is incredible. You, God, I've tried oh. to set one up with. I was a guest on one with someone in like Korea, South Korea. I almost said North Korea, which that was not true. <laughs> and um, that would be awesome if it was though. I know, right? Like the only American <laughs> podcast guest was me for some reason. Do I have nothing yeah. valuable to speak, say about America? I'd be like, oh no, things are good. <laughs> Maybe they're not <laughs> TV, but like I couldn't like figure out because I think the time we did it, it was like the next day in, in Korea, and like the whole. I think I spent the hour like, but seriously, what time is it there? Like, I couldn't put the two I think together. It's, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember what the time difference is. When I was when I was doing the advertising marketing stuff, I had I had a couple South Korean clients, and uh, we 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 used to have to stay at the office until you know midnight, so oh. that we could do our mo- our morning calls with them. So I think it's it's maybe a ten or eleven hour difference. Like maybe it probably depends on where in Korea too. But um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, it takes a bit used to. Yeah, and yeah. the UK UK podcast or or like German podcast, yep. you know, eight hour friends is just, yeah, man, it can be tough. My friends like in <laughs> Finland. Yeah. I, I have buddies who are in Finland and they do a comedy podcast and they have like primarily comedians on, and it's just they're notorious of not waking up at a reasonable hour, so they have such a hard time booking comedians in LA. Like they can only do East Coast because like they just the time frames like they'll wake up at like six in the morning to record with the comedian like waking up like. Commitment I don't have. <laughs> like, hey, same. Yeah, same, same it can be or... tough. Yeah, just to be coherent at that hour is not. Yeah, I'm or not this hour. Or well, it's like eight o'clock at night. I'm. I'm eight thirty. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm done. I'm a night owl though, so so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, uh, I'm good. I got another you know six hours in me. That's awesome. Uh, so what I want to do first is uh, I don't want to do my usual. I'm not going to bury the lead with you. We should start talking about the reason you're here because I feel like we're going to go off. And forget to bring up the very awesome game that you made, and then be like, "Okay, <laughs> hey, Nick came on here, and we didn't talk about anything he needed to talk about, and Scott's gonna kill us." <laughs> yeah, Wait, yeah. So- Usually, Scott's aiming to kill me because I say something stupid. Oh, so <laughs> he's on mute right now, so we can say whatever <laughs> we want about him. Yeah, you <laughs> can't like, say anything, Scott. Scott Gotta take nah. it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and anyone listen, Scott is the wonderful PR person that we're just gonna harass because that's the kind of guys we are. Um, so you made That's a video. Yeah, you his made a you made a video game which is fucking awesome, and and not only is it a video game, it's like a good one. Uh, so <laughs> how does one do that? I, I think when Scott like asked me if you wanted to come on, I was like, yeah, I just want you to know my knowledge of games kind of stop around like the PS3 era. Like that's kind of where I kind of tap out. Like I'm super into like retro gaming, but like I don't play any of the new stuff just because I can't. I just don't buy the systems because I know I don't play it enough. But here yeah, we are. yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. And and I mean, my my very first tattoo, uh, uh, tattoo, and I and I got it when I was when I was completely sober was the Atari symbol. So Beautiful. I'm with you on I'm with you on the uh, the the classic video game stuff. In fact, I still have my original Atari. I thought you were gonna say uh, I still have my tattoo. I was like, well, I hope so. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, no, the actual. Yeah, yeah, obviously. But 
Yeah, no, I still have my original Atari and, and all that stuff, so I'm, oh, a, I'm a fan. I'm know, such quite, a f- quite a collection of, of the old games. I'm so happy yeah. all that stuff is like a thing. Like I just went to Rhode Island Comic Con this weekend, and this year they had an entire top floor, like back corner of the convention hall dedicated to like retro gaming, and they had a couple arcade games, and they had all these old video games for sales and Sega Genesis and stuff, and it was just like fucking heaven, and then... We have this really cool bar in Providence called Shelter Arcade Bar where it's like old school arcade games and like, like you know, the big old ones and then like pinball. Yep. And that's where I went after Comic-Con and it's just like, yes, this is so a thing now. It's fine. Nostalgia, but it's so fucking fun. Yeah, yeah. I think those those old games are a lot of fun. And no, that's uh, that's the kind of game, you know, to get back. To, to attempt to get back on topic that, that you know, I, I set out to make um, – it's it's uh, uh it's supposed to have a bit of an old school arcadey feel to it. I mean that's what I got from uh, it. Like and like you have um so it's called Sombrero Spaghetti Western Mayhem. Yeah, um, it's just yeah, really it's just Sombrero okay. uh, with a, I, I read the, the, hyphen. Subti- the subtitle to make it you know trademarkable. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Uh, but and, yeah, uh, it did. Yeah, it definitely yeah. reminded me of like I mean not it it did have this like um all right so not. Entirely, but for some reason I was having glimpses of, I mean this is a compliment, but I felt like I was playing, I think it's called Contra, where you like just walk and shoot the fuck out of stuff that I used to play when I was young. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, there's, uh, there's Contra. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it definitely has that run and gun kind of yeah, feel it, to it. It's uh, everything although it's, I love. More, it's more targeted to play against other people as opposed to shooting aliens, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's along those lines. I think the, uh, what is it, the shotgun. Works more or less like one of the guns in Contra, like the spread gun yep, that would shoot yep. out five directions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was that was one of those. Con- that was a conscious decision when I put the shotgun in. It was just, it would be fun if it was kind of that that kind of again, you know, kind of old old school feel to it. Uh, but still new. It's, and- it's more fun that way. Yeah. 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 I mean, when I, when I say when I say you know old school, I guess early on what I'm saying you know, it, it's it, it's it's more okay. It's it's I, I, it's to harken back to a time when. Um, the whole point of a game like that was to have fun, and that was it. You know, it's there's no uh, uh, you know huge overarching meaningful story. It's cartoon cowboys and cowgirls shooting at each other. <laughs> you know, that's it. And running around grabbing bags of money. You know, and power ups and that kind of stuff. It's not. It's not trying to to um, uh, to change the world or pretend to be. Anything more than you know a game that you're supposed to have fun with your friends in. Do you happen to watch the show Silicon Valley? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. good because if you didn't, that yeah. was a terrible lead-in. But there's my favorite line <laughs> where Kevin Belson is just like, "I don't want to live in a world where we're not making it a better place." <laughs> I just I don't know why that's the first thing I thought of. Because, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of that going around, uh, so, you know, and for and for good reason. But but yeah. I, I just. I didn't really set out to make a video game about that. No, but I, I love yeah. that idea of like the world can only be a better place if I'm the one doing it, and like not not this game. It's like, hey man, this is just for fun, and it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks, man. I, I appreciate. It's that. It's really it, addicting. It, like, it, I was, it's a point I can't tell anymore because I spent so much time yeah, on it yeah. at this point. You know. I hope my boss doesn't hear this, but I was totally at work, supposed to be working. And I, I got the code from Scott. I was like, I should, you know, I got, I got to know what I'm talking about. And then like an hour went by. It's like, oops. Awesome. So, I'm glad I could help you help reduce your productivity. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the whole point of games, you know. They are. Well, for yeah. me, personally, for me, I'm, I, I have the ADHD and, um, I need to be doing lots of things at once. So, like, if I do that for an hour, then I can go and focus on, so- hyper focus on something else. Uh, that's how I'm going to try to spin that. But in reality, it was just a really fun hour. <laughs> cool, man. I'm glad to hear it. I, so, do you, um, what, are we, are we probably in the same age range? Are we like technically millennials? Um, I I'm think 32. I'm on the, I'm on the cusp of being either that or, uh, or, or Gen X. I'm, I'm 38. Okay. So, so the, I, I, I think I get to ride the coattails of Gen X a uh, little bit. Less shame. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. So you get to, so, cause I, yeah. I had Atari growing up, but that was more my brother had it and I'm like, I, when I played Atari for the first time, it was already with a, a, a lens of nostalgia. So like I would say. Uh, gotcha. No, I was um, uh, I, I was the the firstborn, so so I got in a little bit early, and I'm not sure if if my parents had the Atari before I was born or not. I can't remember. I think they might have, because um, my parents were also nerds. Oh, <laughs> good people. Uh, yeah, I mean, I remember when I was old enough, I ran across my dad's. I don't know if you've seen it. I, I've I've rarely seen it there's a an a electronic uh dungeons and dragons board game i think from the early 80s or the late 70s wow. uh, so like that that was already a thing that was going on in my house um and you know i was born into a house of sci-fi and star trek fans so i lucked out in that sense that's pretty funny that's pretty great my um my wife is the star trek fan like obsessive in her family and they just like kind of get mad at me for not knowing what it is half the time or like i i just i my knowledge of star trek is more of the abrams movies which i really like but i didn't really watch the show oh for shame well yeah <laughs> i i knew of it but um i just i don't know why we just we're not a big sci-fi family i don't know yeah big comedy yeah. like we watched a lot of naked gun so I think my dad did oh, okay. that was yeah. usually on in our yeah. household. Though maybe my dad watched Star Trek a lot, so maybe that's why I didn't watch it. Because <laughs> I was just like, yeah. But uh, your parents sound pretty cool. But uh, God, yeah, right. Atari was. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever play that ET game that gets considered to be the worst game ever made? Oh, I have it. I have that. Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad game either. Yeah. I mean, it it doesn't explain everything to you, but there. I mean, just just on. Just on the Atari, there are much worse games. Yeah, I watched a whole documentary about the history of that game on Netflix. I cannot. Oh yeah, is this the? Um... Oh shit! Uh, uh, I know what you're talking about because I watched it too. It was. Uh, really? They were digging them up. They were digging them up out of the landfill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah I can't remember what the documentary was called. It was good. It was a good documentary. Yeah, yeah I really felt bad for the guy. Like it ruined his entire oh, yeah, career. Howard, and... Howard, Howard yeah. Scott Warshaw is his name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, he seems to be taking it in stride these days. It was a long time ago. I, mean, now. I, I didn't know any about that story, so I I, I really liked it. Um, I uh, it's just interesting to see like how video games have come so far from like, you know, there's definitely a time when I'm playing them in like high school or even middle school where it was like almost like shameful to play them because you're afraid you're gonna get like beat up or something. Even though like, but these are really cool, and now it's pretty it's it's so mainstream it's a little ridiculous in a good way yeah 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 i think i think in school i, I mean i had the same thing happen to me um i lack i lacked the ability to care what anyone else thought <laughs> about yeah. about playing video games so i it didn't i don't think it really affected me that much i just didn't really care what anyone thought because i was having a good time that's a um, great skill that people could have in life 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I even in I can't remember if I was a, a junior or senior in high school. I think a junior. I, I and this is pre pre internet really. Uh, I hunted down a local you know game company on a dial up bulletin board, um, and uh, basically begged them to let me intern there so I could understand you know how how to make games. So you got to yeah, back up that. Um, you did what and the who and the dial up what? <laughs> Like, okay, so so is this pre, like uh, pre- what, so, what? There was something something Cove. Is that like you're using one of? Is this like AOL dial up? Dial up? No, no. This is um. You know, your computer has a modem, so this is before broadband connections. Yeah, okay, I remember that. Uh, and and you could and you could connect to some, another local person's computer, right? That, oh that, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, That other people that other people could also connect to. And I don't mean in the same room. I mean you know over over a phone line, like war games, right? Like that yeah. scene in war games where he puts yep. the thing down. Uh, the receiver in the cradle and blah blah blah, right? That so so I found I found a local game company that was putting up you know the demo versions on a bulletin board, and and hunted them down so that I could intern there. Um, and this really is you know funny. I was uh, and I think I was a minor at the time too. Like I didn't tell my parents any of this until after I had already all set, set it all up. And I was like, by the way, parents, you know I'm this 15 year old that's going to go hang out at this random company's offices. <laughs> And this is still at the period where, like, you know, the internet's, well, I guess it still is, you know, the internet's super dangerous. Don't talk to everyone. They want to kill you. Well, I was like, I don't think, well, anyone, I don't think anyone making video games really wants to kill me. So it's going to be fine. I think and uh, it was fine. I still talk to them, you know, 20 years later. Oh, that's now. so cool. And, yeah. and, and if we're going to say this in an accurate time frame, what were we calling this back in the web? Was, remember that was the thing or the net? For, for a while, yeah, this, if you this go wasn't some, even that. This was, I don't even know what it was called back then. Just the World Wide Web? <laughs> you know? Yeah, this is, this is pre-World Wide Web this, oh that, my I was, God. that I was, so that I was doing this. But, so probably, yeah, 93, 94. But what is it about 15? How did you know what an internship was at 15? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just did, I guess. I feel like your parents, uh, like, mine would be so proud to be like, wait, you found strangers to help you find employment at 15? Get the fuck out well, of here. Well, after, after, you know, after my mom stopped freaking out that I was talking to strangers on yeah, the internet. Yeah, of course. Or not course. the internet, the pre-internet. So, you know, the they realized that like, hey, that, like, hey, this was a good thing. You know, this is, this is a good influence, that kind of, that kind of stuff. Like, after they met the people, they're like, oh, you know, they're not child murderers. It's going to be fine. Um, what, 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 where, where did you grow up? I grew up in Philadelphia. Oh, so this is all out in the Philly area. So that's so fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the company was in, uh, Pennington. Pennington, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, just a nice area. And so that's so crazy. So, like, at fifteen, you're learning how to make video games. Yeah, it was fun. What did they make anything of note that I would recognize, or was it like smaller stuff? Uh, well, back then it would have been yeah, shareware. So it would have been smaller stuff. Oh, and, cool. and shareware is uh, you you get you know, I don't know if you're of the right age to remember it. You, I know you the name. Okay, you used to be able to like buy floppy disks yep. at a mall kiosk, and that would be like the demo of a game. And mm-hmm. then you could mail you could mail the company that made the game more money, and they would you know mail you back the old game. Snail mail. This is not like nothing wow. digital. Uh, yeah, so this is around that period. Uh, when I was there, I did uh, a fighting game that sadly I don't think ever came out because there was issues with getting it to run on Windows ninety five. So that gives you an idea. <laughs> So that gives you an idea of the time period yeah. that the game was being worked on for you know a couple of years before Windows ninety five was even publicly you know yeah. before the public even knew it existed before the cast of uh, Friends makes their nineteen Windows ninety five commercial. That's right, exactly. That, yeah, that's what you get so, on this uh, show. Knowledge that doesn't yeah. matter to anything at all. 
Yeah. So so I so that was the first one, and I did a couple other games with them too. I think a base games, and this is you know right when right in the web first hit. So that would have been ninety five or ninety four. Um, I think they actually had who was it? Sierra published one of their games. Sierra was a big publisher back in the day. They're not. I don't even know if they exist anymore. But back back then they were a big game publisher. Yeah. Um, so they've done a couple of cool things, and now they do a lot of mobile games. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started young, and then and then I ended up going to college, uh, uh, and and going off and having a completely different career. And then a couple of years ago, I decided that I wanted to try and get back into making games again because oh, that, nice. was, that was my passion when I was a kid. And I, and I moved away from it because other things <laughs> paid way better, basically for. Mm-hmm. Doing this for doing similar kind of work, like similar design work. Where did um, you go to college? Uh, I ended up going to school at a place called Full Sail. Oh yeah, which yeah, now, yeah. I, now I think is a little bit bigger. When I went there, I went there for computer animation, and mm-hmm. it was their very first year of computer animation. And we were working on literally refrigerator-sized computers Damn. to do this to do this kind of stuff that now you know your laptop, your cheap laptop that. You mm-hmm. bought it at Best Buy for $150, could render, you know, could, you could do animations on that, and, and it would probably be better quality than the machines that we were working on that, that cost, you know, a quarter million dollars each to start, uh, that the school had. So, it was a, it was a transition time, you know. Uh, it was really the last couple of years of when I went there, um, uh, there you know, it, that kind of stuff was all transferred to desktop. Uh, so basically everything I learned in school was useless by the time I got out of it. Oh, no. Because, because everything had to move to the desktop. I shouldn't say everything. I shouldn't say everything. I saw, I, saw, I saw the writing on the wall a little bit early and, you know, became familiar with, you know, Macs and, and Windows for doing design work, which is where it's all done now, you know. Yeah. No one's using refrigerator-sized computers anymore to do to do the stuff that you can do, um, you know, basically on your phone. You know, the, 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 the computing equivalent we had back then on those giant machines is an iPhone. Now, that's, and that's <laughs> just so insane. Like an iPhone's, an iPhone's app is probably more powerful than than those computers were. Yeah, I, 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 you see that in like old movies, and like I forget that too. Like when I watched some like behind the scenes of like uh, I believe it's like the making of Toy Story, compared to like Toy Story Three, the like the technology had just in that many. Oh years, yeah, the just, technology, oh individual God. fidelity. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't think Toy Story was even out when I. Was I was like, yeah. Or do you ever watch like South Park? I was watching uh, the South Park. They did that documentary episode like six days to air. Oh, that was great. Yeah, oh, it was so that fun. Was a great show. Yeah, I, I, I had no. I knew they did it fast. I had no idea they did it that fast. And, and, and I'm like, that's how they always do super it. Super so impressive. Yeah. 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 And they're like, yeah, we we literally walk in the store and buy a Mac that you buy to make the show now. But like when they started, it wasn't like that. It was like using. Just, I, I kind of am constantly mesmerized because technology moves so fast and I don't stop and think about how it used to be. Like, or I'm like, oh yeah, computers used to be the size of the, the, the bedroom I'm in right now. And yeah, yeah, I complain all the time. Yeah, yeah. It does, it does give a good insight though. You know, now, now in, in games or I guess really in general, VR is really being pushed. Uh, everything I see that pops up in tech, oh, do do this with VR, do that with VR. It's more engaging. It's more that. It's you know, it's the, the usual sales pitch when someone's trying to do you think, to use, do you think so use something. I, I it's not going to catch up. No, I mean it's not. It's uh, the the stuff that exists now. I mean, like the, the, the resolution's higher. You know, the images are crisper. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I, I you know I, I had VR classes in in college, and the technology back then was I mean, obviously it was more expensive, but significantly more advanced than what they're pushing now. Really? And, and even at that time, they were convinced that it was going to catch on, and it never did. And now it's it's been long enough for people to forget why it didn't catch on. You know, uh, motion sickness, cost of entry, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so they're pushing it again, and and I see, you know, they're it's the same. They're saying the same things to push it. You know, mm-hmm. the people that are pushing that, that people were saying twenty years ago. Um, so yeah, I, I, I have my doubts. It. You know, I do I remember trying it like years ago. They had it at like an arcade somewhere. I forgot where. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, that looks David similar. Buster's had a whole bunch of. Uh, yeah, it must have been. Something I forget like that. when. It, somewhere in the mid 2000s, Dave and Buster's had this, had all of these pseudo pseudo VR machines where you'd have to look into a viewport to see what's going on. Never hurt my eyes. Um, one one company made all of them. I can't remember who it was at this point. I think it was actually a company in New Jersey. Uh, there's still a lot of game manufacturing going in New Jersey, which is I think is I think is interesting. You know, there's a new oh, yeah. for years people people stopped making pinball machines. Um, and now, now there's a company in New Jersey, somewhere, somewhere near the shore, somewhere near Atlantic, um, not Atlantic City, uh, Asbury Park, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's making new pinball machines, you know, off of, you know, Lord of the Rings, whatever. And, and yeah. they're these giant, giant amazing things where, you know, back in the day, you'd have that, you know, the LED screen that would show you animations yep. in like orange and green or whatever, or orange yeah. and black. So now, now instead of having that, just that little line, and then having the rest of the board be a piece of painted, painted glass, which is what most pinball machines have, the entire back thing, giant LCD screen, so, you know, full color, you know, super high quality, like a 4K screen. Um, so you get these crazy animations and visuals going on while you're playing these, you know, very old-fashioned machines because it's pinball, right? It's it's These aren't complicated. These things have been around since yeah. the, 18, the 1800s. That's how long pinball's been around for. That's awesome. Uh, and so it's cool to see new technology applied to old. to old th- old things like that. That that to me is more interesting than VR. You know, VR is not going to save games. It's not going to you know save the world again. You know, it's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's it's one of those things that's, that's getting super hyped because uh, people need something to to hype and something to write about. You know, it's it's a couple of years ago, right? We were all supposed to have 3D TVs by now, right? Do they suck? They, they suck, suck, right? And so that didn't catch on. And so, no. so imagine that same scenario where not only do you have to wear goggles that make you look like kind of like an idiot, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Someone yeah. someone dressed up for a Halloween party, um, but you've completely blocked all of your senses out, so you can't communicate <laughs> with those people around you. Oh, so I feel it, so it, has, it has it has all well not not just that it has all the worst parts of 3D TV where you have to wear the stupid goggles. Plus you can't talk to the person next to you. So so that's that's not. A tenable situation. You know, I don't see the technology really developing in that direction. So, once they figure out a way to do it, and it's, and and multiple people can participate, uh, maybe it'll be different. But but for now, I don't. I think VR is. You know, it's it's a dead end. I'd like to try that's one, I, but I just oh, it's fun. It's cool. But I, I, I feel like, like it, cool. yeah. Why everyone's convinced it's going to catch on because it's cool and it's neat and it's fun to play with. Yeah, but that's once. not. That's not a market though. Like you can't you can't sell enough. Two thousand dollar headsets that need, in addition, you know, two thousand dollar computers to to make that a sustainable market. You know, fuck no. I feel like I'd play once and then like never again. I'd be like, oh, this is a cool toy, and then I'll buy it and then put it down and then never touch it again. I'd be like, oh, effort. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, I've worked on in, in in the marketing side of things, not so much the game side. I, I worked on a couple of VR projects for for different clients, and again, like it's fun to work on, it's fun to make, and it's fun to play with. But it's a stunt. It, that's what it feels like. Um, it's something to. It's just a publicity stunt, and and a publicity stunt's not not maintainable. I, but again, I, I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I really do, because it's neat, but not the way it's being used right now. Well, I like what you said about the uh, pinball machine thing of like finding like take a new technology mix with old because like I've become one of those annoying people who just started collecting vinyl but the thing I like about it is that I could digitize what records I buy onto my computer and then it's like it's the best of both worlds I get the highest sound quality and then I could actually listen to it on my phone whenever I feel like it right exactly and 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 uh, I don't know I'm, I'm not a big I'm not a big vinyl person but uh, the technology to play records back now is 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 way 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 better, so we can get a better quality out of yeah, VR, out of out of that material. You know, it doesn't seem that VR has anything to, that is going to combine the old stuff. And I don't know that. No, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna make it very hard for people to understand the benefits of it when. Well, VR is different. Okay, so so I, I think that. That the, the issue with VR right now is that people are trying to apply old things to it. Um, here's a walkthrough. You know, I, I've seen a lot of that. You know, Fox just released um, uh, a VR thing. I think for the HTC Vive and PlayStation Pro VR. That uh, it's like The Martian. You know, the, the Matt Damon movie, or the much, or the or the much better book <laughs> than than movie. Um, they just released things you, know, you can be Matt Damon and you can walk around the surface of Mars, right? And that's and that's a cool publicity stunt. To, to me, that when I saw that, I was like, okay, well, they must be releasing it on Blu-ray, right? That's why they're doing this. This is a good promotional tool. Uh, but so few people are going to see it because not that many people have a Vive. Yeah, um, I've never even heard of you it. Know, that that's uh, that's HTC is making it. HTC is an electronics company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, and. Uh, so, so you see that, and like that—that's an interesting use of it. But it's—it's it's maybe it's too soon to be doing something like that because so few people have them, right? So what ends up happening is—is is the only people that really get to play with it are the people that write about VR, mm-hmm. the people that the people that have it for you know, the 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 busties and the matchables, you know, fake news of the world uh, that that needs something to write about constantly, and and so it makes it seem like it's this really important thing because these people who have who have the who have access to it really really like it, but most people don't have access to it, um, and it, and it's like 3D TVs in that sense where the people that have it oh hey it's neat you know we've convinced ourselves this is the next big thing, um, but no one else no one else cares because they don't understand the benefits of it, no, and and, yeah. and and so we're in a chicken and an egg situation I think with with VR right now, uh, like it's great at events you know at big conferences you know South by Southwest or like E3 or you know one of the big game shows. That's great, you know, because you have a whole line of people and they all get to use the same hardware. But you know, you can't you can't spend a hundred thousand dollars to make a make a VR game because there's not enough people out there to justify that cost. Mm. But you know, you can't. They, there's not enough people to buy it. So why would you spend a hundred thousand dollars to make it? And, and that's a, I think that's a lesson. Some you know, in games at least, people are are slowly learning, even though they don't really want to, because it's a great promotional tool to say you're making your game in VR. Uh, that's a great way to get you know press attention. Isn't porn joining VR though, and isn't like that like a good sign? That gets that's an interesting question <laughs> because it is it, it is that it, it is porn right that pushed DVDs. Right? Yeah, it, 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 it's really the only thing that used what multi-angle 
abilities. I think I think there was some 3DO games that did multi-angle stuff uh, way way back in the day. Um, but yeah, I, I, but you know, Facebook does, is doing Oculus VR. You know, Oculus Rift is is on my Facebook. So yeah. and they've come out and said, hey, you know, we're not going to let any adult content on on our platform. No, of course, it's, it's 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 next to it's almost impossible for them to stop that. Yeah, because. You, you know they, they can't. Some, it's a, it's the kind of thing that's impossible to stop. It would be like people, the inventors of DVDs, saying that, that there couldn't be any uh, you know adult DVDs. <laughs> they wouldn't exist. Um, right, right, exactly. D- DVDs wouldn't exist. And the same thing with VHS and so on and so forth. It, it's um, cheaper to record and shoot for VHS, which is why VHS succeeded as a pair as compared to Betamax, Betamax which was yeah. better, which was much better quality uh, in, in terms of the visuals and the audio. I think the tapes were shorter. It's been it's been again what thirty years <laughs> since that was an issue. So yeah, you know, <laughs> my, my, memory, my memory's a little hazy, uh, you know, because I was I was probably seven or eight when we when I'm VHS still impressed to remember any of that. Oh yeah, tech nerd. I, I have a I have an eight track player sitting right next to me. I, oh, I that's awesome. And I have an old an old you know an old sixty millimeter projector that I think was my grandparents and it works. Or my grandfather's. Oh yeah, it works. I mean those those things are built to survive. You know, a war, a, a, a literal world war. You know, these these oh, yeah, these yeah. Uh, you know World War II era machines. Um, they're built to withstand a bomb blast, and so it works fine. <laughs> like, I, the paint the paint's chipping off. It's that weird mint green color. Yep. That uh, um, that all the projectors were when I was in elementary school. You probably didn't have projectors by that point. Uh, uh, no, sorry. Yeah. You're not, you're not, Believe me, you're not missing out on missing those films. Well, Bill Burr has that great joke about how his parents are like the last generation, where like if something broke, you call a guy and they come over and fix it. But like, man, if my TV broke today, I'd just buy a new one. I wouldn't even know what to do about fixing it like that. And I was like, oh yeah, that's true. Like my grandparents had a TV for like 40 years, and there was like a guy they would call. I have no idea where he worked or came from. He would just show up in an unmarked van with tools and then fix it. And he'd fix all their shit, and I'm like, that doesn't happen anymore. No, no. I mean, I still do that kind of stuff, but it is it's 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 harder now to do, like fixing things. But it's it's yeah. harder now to do because of the you know electron the type of electronics that are that are in in these, in these machines, uh, especially in a, something like a flat screen TV. You know, you, you, there's there's a million things that could go wrong as opposed to the old TVs where there was you know. 15 tubes and he decided to replace the tube that was you know burned out yeah oh god but i mean it's, it's still can you know entirely possible to to repurpose a lot of like a lot of electronic stuff which i i try and do you know ripping ripping batteries out of you know old phones to use them in other things that kind of that kind of stuff is is really really simple and i think people just don't think about it because they're always encouraged to just buy the next one well that's how it's marketed towards us Right, yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, and I'm guilty of you know being a part of that, having worked in you know for so long in in marketing. You know, I, I encourage you. that a lot. <laughs> I know, and and I and and at a certain point, you know, it's to promote new products because it's a lot all of new worked products, on me, man. I'm I'm because such a, a lot of new products are neat. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, it's it's fun to do. It's fun to it's fun to do that kind of stuff. But at the same time, you know, when I when I get home, I I also know that I I know how to fix things, and and I don't mind spending the time on on yeah, doing that. Yeah. Uh, so like I know you said you work in marketing and without getting like into like where or whatever like so how does that change your perspective of like now it's like your side project is making this video game now you have to like market on your own when you're not working how does yeah that, uh, is that where I podcasts mean, I, I, and stuff come in yeah yeah podcasts reaching out to you know websites for interviews and and 
reviews and, and all that kind of jazz. Uh, it's not really any different than, than my day job. Well, you know, my, my day job was, cause I, I, I've been doing the game thing for, for full time the last year, not really too much marketing stuff. That's um, dope. <clears throat> was on the, was on the, 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 uh, visual side, right? So doing an you know, art direction, creative direction for ads and websites and, mm. and videos and that kind of stuff. Um, so a lot of the, a lot of the planning, a lot of the outreach, you know, that was, that was the jobs of other people. You know, that was the jobs of people like, you know, Scott, who put me in, in touch with you. You know, that's a different kind of marketing person, I guess, mm-hmm. than, than what I was. You know, I was on the, <clears throat> I was on the creative side. And, uh, and not to say that, you know, doing PR, the kind of stuff that Scott does isn't creative, but it's a different kind of creative because yeah. you need to reach out to people. <clears throat> the only people I really have to talk to about projects was, Co-workers and the and the client. I didn't have to talk to the public very much. Uh, so it's not like Mad Men of the one season I watched. Yeah, well, even even in Mad Men, I mean, they didn't. They, there was people. There were people whose job it was to reach out to the public and you know, do demographic research and that kind of thing. And that job is separate. You know, it's it's yeah. Uh, the, what, uh, I can't remember his name. Don Draper from from Mad Men. He didn't have to do that stuff. That was someone else's job. I only watched like the first season of that show, and then I just kind of stopped. Uh, I, honestly, I, I know the show got super hyped, and I and I did I ended up watching most of the whole thing. But I, I kind of think only maybe the first two seasons were really any good. <laughs> after, after that, it turned into this weird family drama, which I'm completely uninterested in. I can watch Lifetime Network for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if I'm into it, um, I, I watched it because I liked. It started out being much more about the. Uh, the ad industry and the in the time period the show was set and that was that was more what I was looking for from it and then it turned into like I said a family drama and I just completely zoned out and lost interest. One of my favorite tweets I saw I forgot I I, I don't know who tweeted this but they're like how to piss off old white men Mad Men sucks. <laughs> it's like that's my or Mad Men. <laughs> no, is slow. I mean it's, like, it's like, kind of yeah. true. Yeah, I mean yeah. It, it turned it turned into the kind of show I didn't really care for. Uh, doesn't mean it was. That just means I didn't really. It wasn't for me. It wasn't what I wanted from a show supposedly about advertising industry. A show that says this is what it's about? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> How yeah, dare they? Yeah. But yeah. Well, I, I gave up on it. And I'm, I'm like a big TV guy. I feel like I watch like a lot of stuff. but And then I also feel like I don't watch it. But like there's just so much on. So I feel like every time I start like, oh, what are you watching? I'm like, I haven't heard of any of those shows. I'm still trying to keep up with these ones I'm trying to watch. So there's just like too much, too much on in a good way. Like the same way that there's too much music that you can't hear all of it, but it's good that it exists. Right, right. I don't, I'm not, I haven't been a big, a big TV person lately. I've, I've only been watching a couple shows and then delving into, uh, stuff that I hear about later on, on Netflix or, or some kind of on demand service. So I can just, uh, oh, yeah, I don't have cable. I'm straight, straight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I I feel like watching like old well I would I do that weird thing where I'm either watching like old reruns of stuff I loved as a kid or like a brand new show at night like I think I'm watching Good Girls yeah. Revolt right now on Amazon which I'm really liking but then like I came home from lunch today and I watched like Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, I think I or think Seinfeld. my viewing habits yeah my viewing habits have become very very similar to to yours. I tend not to watch it when it's on, even though I have cable. I tend not to watch most shows when they're on TV. I just don't care. I, when I, it I, I, I binge watch them after. Well, I, yeah. at the time, it just never works out. You know, so, seven yeah. p.m. on a Tuesday is not necessarily a good time for me to watch a show that I like. So no, exactly. Is that yeah. does that? I mean, you're not working in the TV industry, but like, does that have to adjust? You marketers have to be like. I don't know that probably doesn't affect you guys as much, but it's it's just different how that stuff has 
Oh, it does. It affects marketing a lot because it needs to be for for a long time. Even though it was really obvious that viewership was moving online, companies just refused. You know, I, I, they, they didn't want to admit that that was the case because doing so would mean that the, the extremely expensive ad buys they have during their primetime shows are, are worthless. Oh, uh, I and see. And so, and so that's that's shifting a little bit, you know, and that's why you're seeing more ads on YouTube. For videos, you see more ads on on Hulu and, and other you know streaming services. Um, well, not only are advertisers really realizing that that's a, a a more cost effective direction to go, I think the networks are finally starting to realize that. I I, I don't, they don't I don't want to. They don't want to because they don't understand it. But they're they're it's it's hit a point where they don't have a choice. Otherwise, they're going to go out of business. You know? I, so. I know, like the Nielsen company, like monitors all that shit, and I rest and um supposedly there's another company coming out that claims I forget the name of it. I heard this piece in the NPR about it of how they uh, claim they can monitor um uh, like people like me. Um, which is so does Nielsen, but they just kind of choose not to. Because at one point, I lived in a house that got selected to be a Nielsen Raider for stream only, and you know, it's I was like, oh, cool, fifty bucks, and then a dollar a month. That's basically if you if you're if anyone doesn't know, Nielsen is the company that gives does television ratings, and to be a participant, they you get selected at random, and they give you fifty dollars to do it, and then one dollar a month for every month you do it. And I did it for three months, and then they canceled they canceled us for some reason uh so yeah and any any company tells you they can monitor people's online viewing habits is lying oh really they, they, there's no way they can do it it's not possible right now the npr story lied to me uh well it's a lot there's a lot of that going around these days Wait, on the internet <laughs> gonna, i, 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 I don't believe that, that. just npr yeah 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 right um are you telling me yeah, that there's I, fake I, news I, stories I on facebook because I, I don't believe yeah, that right yeah, I think I might know. I might know the company you're talking about that's saying they can monitor it, it online. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't encourage anyone to uh, sign to up. Believe, to so believe them. If someone comes yeah. to your door looking for your social security number and your cable account, don't give it to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just a good rule. Which, in which, general. You, which you shouldn't do anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's well, that happens in New York a lot. You know, you have the people that come around trying to sell, you know, third-party energy, um, you know, third-party electricity or water or whatever. And they always say, "Hey, can I see a copy of your bill to go over it with you?" And they try to act like, you know, they're they're from whoever your electric company is or whoever your water provider is. Uh, and the answer to questions like that should always be no. What's wrong with you? Why would you even think it's okay to ask that? <laughs> no, <laughs> Just like, that's yeah. so weird because that honestly happened today for the first time ever. Like, um, I came home from work and my wife was talking to some dude at the door. I was like, what the fuck? And she was like, oh, someone competitor from National Grid who's like the only energy company right. around. I was like, oh, that's weird. Right. And she scooted him away. I was like, I'd never heard of that. And then recently we had like someone from Verizon trying to come like increase our internet. And I was like, I don't answer the door for straight. I live in Providence. I'm like, don't fucking answer the door for people. Don't, don't come yeah. to my door. Yeah. Although, although, and I, and I hate, and I hate to defend big companies like this. For if it was for Fios, you should have said yes because it's at least in New York. It's, oh yeah, I have it's, Fios. It's so it's okay. I say it's so much better than any other service, and I, I'm really disappointed that in in the neighborhood that I moved to, I can't I can't get it. Oh. I, say, I, I had it. I had it at my old apartment. Um, you know, a few neighborhoods away, and uh, it was amazing. I, I, I did not once have a single issue in in years, and I've never had that experience with internet service before. Uh, and now my only choice is Time Warner, which is a giant monopoly that was just bought by a bigger monopoly. Oh, that's an ev- everyone <laughs> so, hates them. 
Right, and and well, for good reason. The service is the service is you know is god awful, and they 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 don't have any reason to care uh, because they are your only choice. Like in my neighborhood, they're your only choice. Unless I wanted to get Verizon DSL, which oh, yeah. is I, I mean I mean which is ancient, and I was shocked when I found out that they still even offered a DSL carrier. Uh, for, for internet access. I didn't think it existed anymore. It, it, it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Fios is like, I had Cox and my Fios Oof. was better and cheaper because Fios just yeah. came up to wherever I was living and I'm like, oh yeah, we can lower your bill by whatever, whatever. I was like, all right. And, I, and the guy like looked at me. He's like, you play video games, right? I was like, no. And his like face like dropped. He's like, oh, I was about to upsell yeah. you on that fast internet. Well, that that I mean, phew, that, that that is the thing. Even on their on their slower FiOS connections, I should advertise for Verizon apparently because yeah. I'm doing it right now. So like, even on their slower connections, uh, you know, th- there was so few hiccups that that playing games online wasn't an issue. And even and even though I'm paying, I mean, I'm paying three times as much for slower service with Time Warner right now, like literally three times as much, and it, the speed is constantly up and down. Uh, which makes it really hard to play any games online. Which like, you can imagine, make, yeah. making a game that you can play online like I was didn't make things easy. <laughs> so. I was about to say, like, so when you're playing Sombrero online, that's, uh, see, we brought it full circle. So it wasn't too much of a Verizon plug. <laughs> yeah. Get, uh, get Verizon Fios and play Sombrero, Sombrero online, people. That's what we're yeah. here for. Yeah. Uh, well, the, well, I say the, the benefit of having Time Warner and having it be so embarrassingly shitty. Like they should, they should, as a company, they should be embarrassed at the quality of their service, but they're not because they don't have to be. Uh, you know, I, I optimized the hell out of the way that Sombrero sends data back and forth, so that when it has a connection that's a little finicky, like the you know Time Warner in New York can be, um, it doesn't really cause any issues. Hmm. So, so it was good. It was it 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 sucks that that. Um, that it makes it hard for me to play other games, but yeah. it was good in that in that it, it gave me an opportunity to make sure that my online play was a bit more solid. So, how long did it take you to make this game? Uh, overall, it was maybe about uh, a little under three years, uh, but that wasn't full time. You know, two of those years, uh, actually, probably a little bit more than two of those years, I was I was also working full-time. So it was something I did on the weekends and at night. Um, and then it was really maybe the last, I, I don't know, nine months that it was uh, doing the game full-time. Um, it, was a lo- it was a long process. Damn. That's impressive, I also, man. I also had to learn how to be a programmer. Because, I, I, you know, I went into this being the art kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know? you know, it's like, I make things look pretty for money, you know. So that that was it. That was my job. And now it's like, oh, now I have to make the things that I made look pretty actually function, uh, which gave me a very, very uh, strong appreciation of of what programmers have to go through <laughs> to make even even the simplest things work the way that they're supposed to. Yeah, and then so people like me can complain what doesn't work perfectly immediately. Right. Well, that I've already had to go through that too. Uh, you know, when I go went through QA testing, you know, having other people test it, people were trying things and breaking the games in ways that I, I had not even considered that people would do that. You know, hey, the match is about to start. What if I, uh, uh, you know, purposely crash the game? <laughs> you know, like that was that's, that's the kind of testing it has to go through. Um, and that's the kind of stuff. I mean, not a lot of people do it, but once people find out, again, because of the internet and it makes it so so easy to spread this kind of information, mm-hmm. 
you know, once people find out that something's possible, they're going to go. Gotta try it. They're, they're going to gotta try it, exactly. It doesn't matter what else it breaks. It doesn't matter uh, what else it affects. They're just going to do it. Uh, so, so planning for that stuff and, and having to take into that kind of stuff into account was uh, eye-opening, to say the least. But, but those issues don't really come up when you're designing something. You know? So if, if they did the testing and something doesn't go right, you have to go back and then fix it? I got to like- go back and figure out why it's happening, figure out ways to fix it. Sometimes that involves redoing giant sections of the game. Which is what which is what I ended up doing by the end. I, I by, you know the last nine months of, of working on it full time, I probably you know, recoded eighty percent of the game. Um, Jesus, to, to deal with things like that. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot easier the second time. You know, that's it's, true. It's, that's I, I know what it has to do. I know. I know what other systems changing something affects. Um, which you don't really know going in initially. So, as the game, when when is it out for everyone? It's out it's now. Out now. Out now. Yeah. Uh, well, not for everyone. Not right now. It's out for uh, Windows PC, uh, so you know, Windows Seven, Windows Ten. Um, people who are used to console gaming don't don't understand. I think maybe how, how big uh, the market is on PC. It's significantly larger than the console market worldwide. Uh, so that was so that made sense for that to be the first step. Uh, it, it also made it easier to do things like. Uh, uh, provide translations because there's a whole, you know, for Xbox or PlayStation, or whatever. There's a whole thing you have to go through for for translations and testing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we're we're on, on PC. It's a little bit, it's a little bit more chill. Uh, so so it was easy. It made it easier to get things in there, like you know, translating the game to Spanish, French, German, Italian from from English. Uh, easier to get more languages in there. You know, and once once uh, it's been tested on, you know. The world's computers, basically, because um, people will always have unique configuration, and little things might come up that need to be fixed. And it's, you know, I, th- I think it's important to fix those things for people that they they pay for it, and so it's supposed to run in a certain way. And 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 if it doesn't, it needs to be fixed. Um, and then from there, expanding on to you know Linux and 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 maybe Macs, um, and then uh, you know onto onto Xbox. Uh, or Xbox One and maybe maybe PlayStation 4. That 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 remains to be seen at this point. Right now, it's a lot of adding additional content. You know, adding more stages, adding more characters, adding more weapons to it. So it never ends for you. Nope, nope. It's it just keeps going. <laughs> Which is it's not a bad thing though, you know, because yeah, it, 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 it it hits a point, uh, especially right after release, where I can start thinking about what I want to work on next while I'm still adding more content to it. Because the the hard part's done now. The game got solid enough that it could be released and sold, and so anything I do on top of that is icing. Um, so while so while I'm, I'm you know adding that extra icing and all the extra decorations to it, I can be thinking about you know what what I'm going to do next. That's great. Yeah. So do you, are you still in that the planning stages for your next move and just trying to enjoy this moment of like buy the game, people? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, I'm saying you know. Uh, people should buy the game. I'm still I'm still adding features to it. Uh, you know, I've added a bunch of features already just in the last two weeks since it's it's been released that people have asked for. Tweaked a few things that that based on you know community feedback that I was getting, I thought would would make the game more enjoyable uh, or at least easier to play. You know, in, in j- even simple things like. Um, uh, ch- changing the way some you know options menus work, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or or, or, add, or adding additional options so that 
people don't have to you know back out of a game to to go change an option, handling things like that uh, to make it make it more enjoyable to play. That that's what I'm looking at right now. Um, well, that's awesome. And in the, in the back of my head, there's always going to be you know what am I going to work on next? Uh, but for for the time being, my main concentration is is adding more value to what to what already exists. You don't sound like someone who likes to sleep and stays busy, which is uh, probably good for <laughs> for what you're doing. Well, I have to, I have to. You know, it, it, it keeps me out of trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, where did your uh, origins for this game, like the idea, like actually, how about you explain to people the game? So, because I forget they don't know what we're talking about. They might not know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, so Sombrero is a it's a multiplayer platformer party game, right? So it's 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 not a single player game like Mario Brothers. It's meant to be played with multiple people, either t- t- together in a room um, <clears throat> or uh, or online. And so, so for people who are familiar with games, something like a, a you know Super Smash Brothers on Nintendo, uh, where it's mm-hmm. more of a, it, it, when I say when I say party game, you know, it's another it's it's another way to say it's just it's just made that fun together. Um, so it's the kind of things that you joke around with your your friends about while you're playing. Maybe there's a little bit of shit talking, that kind of stuff. Uh, all in good fun. Um, it's meant to be, you know, a little bit competitive, but not competitive to the point where someone's going to throw their controller across the room in anger. <laughs> I've done that. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not. It's if that, if that happens, you know, so be it. But it's not meant to encourage quite that depth of reaction <laughs> in people. Uh, it'd be funny if it did. Uh, because it it is this very cartoony, you know, uh, spaghetti western themed um, themed game. It, it, it's you no, know, there's there's nothing serious about it really. It's 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 got the Wilhelm scream in it. That if 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 people know what that is, it, they understand. If they don't, people should should look it up. It's 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 a very overused stock scream in in TV and film. Also, uh, a really great band and, and in video games. Right, right. <laughs> I forgot it was a band. Yeah, yeah. Named after the random scream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, if, and if you don't know what it's getting western is, that would be you know, good, the bad, the ugly, fistful of dollars, the old, the old Clint Eastwood uh, uh, westerns that were shot in Spain and Italy, and directed by a lot of Italians, which is why they're called spaghetti westerns. Oh, I see. I never knew that. Yeah. Huh. Uh, which I think, uh, which I, I don't doesn't really bother me that they're called that, uh, and I'm Italian, so. Hopefully no one's. I'm Italian, so I'm overreact. Yeah. Overreact to that. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's funny. It's a good. It, it, for me, it's um, you know, it's a it, it's a term that comes out of out of love, not 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 like trashing a trashing Italians or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't so think anyone fun. here is going to think that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, you know, so it has that that kind of operatic soundtrack to it. That that's something like uh, 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 good and bad, the ugly, or. Uh, a fistful of dollars would would have. Um, I really like the. Um, I guess it's not animated. The graphics. Like, can, can you kind of touch upon how you decided to make like the look of the game? Like, it looks. I I don't know the right word, but I just really like it. It looks really cool. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it started off. Uh, I mean, it, it changed along the way, but what I started off with was looking at old, uh, really like old old spaghetti western posters and and intro credits for, for movies. And there was a guy, uh, big designer. Uh, back in the day that I was a, uh, or that I am a fan of, who, who did a lot of these titles, did a lot of Hitchcock posters, that kind of stuff, um, named, named Saul Bass and had this very graphic, you know, very, very simplified style, uh, to it. So that's what I started off with. Um, and then influence from, you know, from, from 
uh, older cartoons, you know, Warner Brothers kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That that's that snuck in a lot, uh, and and some more modern stuff. Uh, and, and the backgrounds, I think, probably illustrated the best for the more modern stuff. They started to 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 trend towards a uh, uh, like Samurai Jack yeah. kind of look. So, so it was. It's a mishmash of, of different of different influences, uh, but that's how I got there. It was you know old Warner, old Wiley Coyote, you know uh, specifically Chuck Jones, old Warner Brothers cartoons, um, uh, uh, Samurai Jack, and uh, and the old posters and and title credits and and end credits for for those old spaghetti westerns. And how did you come up with the character names? Because I like kind of like how you do it, like. So I'm not a huge film person, but there's an episode of Community called Fistful of Paintballs, where they basically do a spaghetti western, and it does you do the same titles like and like those movies where it like pops up. It's like, uh, God, what was in your characters? It's like Jack from Cleveland. Oh, Jim from Cleveland. Jim he's from got Cleveland. a he's he's got a funny story. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the characters are just based off of based off of you know different. Archety- uh, archetypal characters that would appear in in those old westerns. You know, there's the there's the Clint Eastwood kind of character. Mm-hmm. There's the, the 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 you know the bandito, the uh, you know the, the bad guy. Um, I don't know if you if you watched it, but Hell on Wheels uh, was a good more modern western show, uh, which I, I I thought was a great show. But obviously, I'm a huge western fan because I made a video game based on them. Yeah. Uh, so my I might be biased. Uh, but I really enjoyed it, and so those characters, you know, influenced my characters that were in that, that were influenced by characters in, in actual history. I spent a bunch of time researching um, uh, uh, people from back then uh, to base characters on on those people. Uh, but Jim from Cleveland, yeah, who, who for anyone who has not seen the game, is a blue tentacle alien <laughs> wearing, a, wearing a cowboy hat. Um, he, he, he was a, kind of an accident. So, so I, I did a lot of the artwork in 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 Illustrator, you know, Adobe Illustrator, uh, and so like, p- different characters' hairs were made out of these predefined shapes that I had made, um, and I was dragging those shapes around while watching an old bad 1950s sci-fi B movie, you know, some old black and white one with like mm. a guy in a rubber a guy in a rubber suit kind of thing, um, and so I I put the hair on. The character's face, and that became tentacles. Um, and then I just made it blue because aliens are blue, obviously. Yeah. And uh, uh, and and he ended up being called Jim from Cleveland because I just gotten back from a trip from Cleveland. And uh, no offense to anyone from Cleveland, but you guys are way too proud of your town. <laughs> like it, it was it, it was it was bizarre yeah. to me that everyone was so proud of Cleveland. Yeah. Right? So I, I, I over. I was just wow. This is kind of weird. It's this is that kind Thirty of, Rock episode. Yeah, it was, it was very Twilight Zone. Well, I think yeah, I think the Twilight, the Thirty Rock episode was was poking fun at that a little bit yeah. too. And it, it's I've been uh, to Cleveland once. It's a great town. I liked it, but you're right. I remember being like the Cleveland ego. It's like the same yeah. uh, from people from like Boston, like the Boston people have to overcompensate. I'm like, where we live is great, but it's not really that great. So we got to pretend it's better than it is. Right, right, exactly. That's exactly it. You know, uh, Philadelphia is the same way. I think every big, big city is the same way. Small well, everywhere. City. Any small big city. Small big yeah. city is, right, any small big city is the same way. Small, yeah. Uh, I mean, actually, but, but, I mean, if we're talking ego, we can't talk. New York might have the biggest ego. Like, New York City ego people are. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and probably one of the most undeserved egos as yeah. well. 
But uh, I always notice with that, it's always the people who live in the suburbs. It's not people who actually live in the city. Like, if you ever meet anyone, like, it's always like, oh, where do you live? Long Island, North Jersey, right outside the city. And then it's like, I'm from Manhattan. It's a lovely place. There's some real bad stuff about it. I don't care. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. Fucking Jim. Jim from Cleveland. So he's got to let you know he's from Cleveland. The Cleve. Yeah. The level to which. Cleveland is proud of itself. Is is I I don't get it. It's like I've been there now. I'm like, all right, they, they got what they got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, right. Like it's, that's a thing. Their downtown looks like a war zone. It's <laughs> <I was laughs> like it's like I don't want to be here. I don't feel you know. It's not like I didn't feel unsafe. I'm just like I I you know I, I didn't hang out in areas of Philadelphia like this. Why would I hang out in areas of Cleveland yeah, like yeah. this? Uh, or yeah, again, I'm not I'm, right. Or parts of New York, large parts of New York. Yeah, and again, like I'm not knocking Cleveland. It was just, that's how his name came about. <laughs> was, I think that's a, was, good, man, a good story. You, you guys are proud of your town, so I'm going to name a character after you. Sort of pokes fun at that a little bit, like the Thirty Rock episode. It's yeah. all in good fun, you know. It's not. It's not meant to be mean. It's I'm sure people from Cleveland are going to be happy to see that. Hey, it's yeah, Jim. Yeah. He's from Cleveland, yeah. even though yeah. he's an alien. Yeah. I don't know. Well, the joke, is, yeah, the, the joke is he just tells people he's from Cleveland, right? Because he's out, he's he's out west somewhere, and, and no one knows what people from Cleveland are like, and so everyone ignores the fact that he's a per, he's a blue tentacle alien. Um, For some yeah. reason, all this talk is making me think of the video game Earthworm Jim. Oh yeah, yeah. Do, do you ever play that? Yeah. Oh yeah, I still, I think I still have my old uh, Super Nintendo cartridge for that. Actually, yeah. I kept all that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, good game. Good game, good art, you know, good style, unique, very that unique was a style. Fucking awesome game. I was thinking, yeah. I think I played that yeah. at an arcade recently, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, especially the animation in that for the time. Yeah, it, I, I mean, it still it holds just, up. Even now, yeah, exactly. Even now, it holds up, uh, which is which is unheard of, I think, for a lot of games from that period that really don't hold yeah. up that well. But even like sombrero, I don't know, like the sombrero animation, like it, it's definitely modern, but there's like. To, at least to me, there was that hint of like Earthworm Jim. There's just like something to it, like and, like that really stood out. Then like, like I'm not good at de- I'm not describing it well, but like I feel like people are gonna look back at this game and like, oh, the animation really held up. Like there's something modern yet retro about it that I just really admire. Oh, thank you. That's probably the nicest thing anyone's ever said about <laughs> it. Uh, I I'm glad uh, it made sense because I'm like I'm okay, like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, but I mean I, I really like it. I think the trick is uh uh. Overshoot, which doesn't really get done in animation anymore, mm. and o- overshoot is um, you know o- over exaggeration of the motion, which you'd see a lot you know in the old Warner Brothers cartoons and 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 that and that period of stuff. Now now animation tends to be a lot stiffer because mm. it's a lot cheaper to produce that way. Um, you know you don't see a lot of overshoot in things like The Simpsons or Family Guy. It's all very stiff, you know, yeah, yeah, as yeah. little animation as possible. Um, so exaggerating all the motions, I think, is 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 the trick, and it and it helps in Sombrero because the characters can get can get so small on the screen. Mm. Uh, you know, they're not they're not big characters like in Street Fighter or something where they're taking up half the screen. They're you know taking up a twelfth of the screen. Um, so so it makes the it makes the animation read better if it's exaggerated. It's like it's like the idea of you know uh, 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 people in an opera have makeup that if you saw them up close they would look like a crazy person but so that you can see the makeup from the crowd that might be 50 feet away it has to be exaggerated that's awesome man so like where uh to wrap it up uh, where can people find you and the game online 
Uh, well, people can find me on Twitter if they go to Pixel Metal. Uh, pixel as in computer pixel and metal as in throwing up the horns. Uh, <laughs> I like that. And, and uh, uh, they can find the game at sombrerogame.com. That's probably the, the best place to go for it. That has the trailer, a bunch of screenshots, some animation stuff. Uh, some really good promo art done by some some awesome artists that I didn't do actually. I, I did everything in the game, but this 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 woman named Christine Crossley did a lot of the art that's on the website, and it's awesome. Um, and I had a couple other people do it, uh, do some stuff too. Um, so you'll see, people will see a lot of that on the site if they're if they're animation or art people. Yeah, they're, uh, they're fans of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome, man. Well, thanks, thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Chris.